Easter was a high, holy celebration when I was growing up. It would start about two weeks before when we'd go to J.C. Penney's where we would compromise on what sort of dress we'd get for Easter. My mama liked frills. Now, I've always been comfortable being more of a colorful plain Jane, but she loved those frills. She loved dressing me and my sister Paula alike, so the hunt for matching dresses was also important. After we found the dresses came the ruffle socks and those shiny patent leather Mary Janes. I hated those. <laughs> my grandparents lived on the right side of us. My great-grandparents, that was my fat mama, Fat Paul, lived on the left-handed side of us. On the Saturday before Easter, we would sit at my great-grandmother's table with cups of food coloring and we would color boiled eggs. Sunday morning, Mama would have a dogwood branch in full bloom stuck in a flower pot on the coffee table and we would have those little plastic eggs filled up with treats and sometimes there was money and you really hoped you got the egg that had the dollars in it and not the coins. We would go to church after that. We'd sing, He Has Risen. And then there'd be a big old church egg hunt over at Joyce and Eddie Knowles' farm out in this big old field. Had a bunch of hills and a bunch of holes you could fall in. <laughs> and if you've ever seen Steel Magnolias, have y'all ever seen that movie at the Easter egg hunt? It was like that without the Easter bunny on the motorcycle. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. And after that, the whole family would gather around my fat ma's kitchen table and we'd eat together. Except at her house, the men always went first. And I never did like that rule. They ate a lot. I knew nothing of the Holy Week journey. Never heard of Ash Wednesday, Monday, Thursday, or Good Friday. Now, I do remember waving those palms around to celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. And I knew about the 30 pieces of silver Judas got for betraying him. The one thing I did remember was that time that they cut the ear off the guard and Jesus picked the ear up. I remembered that because I thought that was kind of a gory story to come out of the Bible. The crucifixion, I knew every graphic detail. It was the focus of every sermon I ever heard. You know, I never caught reason back then why the world wanted to kill Jesus. The focus was never about following Christ, nor was it about how he courageously challenged the religious and political powers of the day. The focus was not on he, how he broke down all kinds of barriers so everyone was included, or about how he embodied God's love to the fullest extent that those he encountered were given the potential to change. What I do remember is being told this. My sin is what caused Jesus to die on the cross. That was a story I heard every Sunday. The guilt that was inflicted upon me during that time kept me from fully understanding that Jesus was my model of how to live faithfully. I was traumatized by the sermons in church. Anybody here traumatized by sermons in church? The oppressive use of scripture, as I've studied, 
has revealed example after example of how the Christian story meant to help us build the kingdom, a kingdom of love, has been an agent to entomb and oppress. Throughout history, people of color have been enslaved at the hands of the gospel. Women have been suppressed, silenced, and made to feel unworthy. It was used to whitify the indigenous folks. My LGBTQIA plus whatever, I'm really sorry for how the traditional church has used cherry picking scripture to keep you excluded from the table and excluded from full acceptance. And to be honest with you, these days, any community of faith who tells people they have to look like somebody or dress like somebody or love like somebody or be like everybody in the church, I don't want to be part of that church anymore. Today in our scripture, we find Mary, the one who loved Jesus, going early in the morning to the tomb. When she arrived, she was bewildered. Where was his body? The stone had been rolled away, and inside, all she could see was the darkness. I'm sure she thought somebody had stolen the body. I don't know where you'd put a stolen body, but... <laughs> She ran and got his friends who came to do the investigative work, and they confirmed that she was right. He was gone. But then they turned around and went on back home like nothing mattered. But Mary, Mary stayed there, full of grief, questioning what could have happened to the one she loved so much. I bet she was afraid. I can almost feel her disheartened spirit I'm sure she didn't know what to do. So she stood there weeping, feeling the depths of the tomb's darkness deep in her soul and in her heart. But you know what? Mary's story did not end at that moment. It didn't end at an empty tomb, and neither does ours. You know, I've been pondering about resurrection and whether it still happens in the year 2023, and whether our Easter story is relevant in our postmodern world. On Friday night, Kenny said, it is Friday night, and Daniel, are you in here? What'd you say? But Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. It's felt like it's been Friday for a long, long time. It seems like Friday's lasted for years. We have lived through the isolation of COVID-19. We have seen the rise of white supremacy, even condoned from the White House. We have witnessed insurrection on our Capitol with shouts to hang the Speaker of the House and the Vice President. We have heard the tragic tales of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Dwight, Dante Wright and Philandro Castile, Tamir Rice. And that list goes on and on. People of color murdered right before our eyes for no apparent reason. It sickens me 
Doesn't it sicken you? We have watched tornadoes ravage our country. We have witnessed flooding in areas that never flooded and water sources and contaminate water that is no longer safe for human consumption. We've witnessed our Supreme Court overturn the right of women to decide about the reproductive rights of their body. I never thought I'd see the day my daughter's right to choose about her own body would be less than mine. Most of our governing body in the state of Kentucky stood in defiance with deaf ears to medical experts, to those whose children had died by suicide, and those who were trying to live in a body that just didn't feel right. They just stood there like they couldn't hear them and voted yes on a law that will hurt more people than it will help. Then there was war in Ukraine and Russia, Israel and Palestine still at it. The leading cause of death in children these days is by gunshot. I heard that statistic on TV this week. That is the saddest statistic I have ever heard. The NRA uses money to fund politicians and the cost of human life is not more important than their political money. Meanwhile, school shootings and mass killings continue to climb daily. And when those three in Tennessee stood in solidarity to protect children, they were put up to be expelled. And then the vote was taken. Explicit racism right in everyone's faces. Both black men, both Justin, both of them expelled. And a white woman remained by one vote. It shows you a woman's not much more if she'd been a black woman, she'd been gone. Let's just say that. Amen. Amen. When they asked her why she was not expelled, she said, well, it's obvious. It is the color of my skin. Explicit racism on the floor where state laws are made. There's something wrong with that. It has felt like Friday for a long time. And I don't know about any of you here, but I sure could use some resurrection this morning. I need something to Easter my spirit up. Don't you all? Excuse me, I gotta get drink water. Monday, we had writer's group. One of the prompts was about resurrection and whether the resurrection story was relevant in 2023. And if so, how does resurrection impact your own life? It was a rich discussion. And as always, I left thankful to have been part of that community. Mary was there at the tomb with a hopeful longing for something that would give her peace. She's wanting just a little bit of hope. She missed the one who had showed her and the world how to love and how to live. And she stood there at the dark tomb. I bet she was hoping for just a little flicker of light. When suddenly a gardener appears, a gardener, you see, the cosmic Christ doesn't always appear to us as we expect. The cosmic Christ doesn't always look like what we want it to look like. 
Barbara Brown Taylor wrote, there is a light in the darkness that is only visible there. New life starts in the dark. Whether it is a seed in the ground or a baby in the womb or Jesus in the tomb. So even on Friday, when it feels dark, there's light that comes to us somehow in some way to save us, to resurrect us from the world and from ourselves. I've asked a few of our friends to share some of their writing with us. Tiff, if you'll come. Transformed. That word is so very important. The cornerstone of my faith boils down to that one word. I might as well have been dead on February 14th, 2013. My life, my whole world crashing down around me, collapsing in on me, suffocating under the crushing grip of the consequences of my own actions. Drunk and high and on the verge of another suicide attempt, I felt a hand reach down and grab my arm while I laid on the floor of my then boyfriend's closet. It was the last time I got high. Someone, I believe God or the Holy Spirit, reached out and just stopped me in my tracks. It was like the whole world was paused. <laughs> the music stopped. And a voice in my heart said, what now? What'll it be, Cupcake? And I spent the next full week on my friend's floor, feeling sure I would die, and then sorry for myself that I wouldn't. <laughs> See, that's the thing they don't tell you about transformation. It's a long, <laughs> slow, painful thing sometimes. But that's the magic of it. C.S. Lewis said, you can't go back and change the beginning of our story, but you can start right where you are and change the ending. Tiff, that's what you did. Thank you for sharing your incredible resurrection story. Thank you for being vulnerable with us, and thank you for being here with us. Just as Mary stands at the dark tomb, so do we on some days. And we wait and we hope for transformation to come, perhaps all the while still doubting how it can even happen. Craig Lounsbro wrote this. Listen to this, I think this is awesome. The greatest jailbreak in history occurred on Easter morning. Therefore, we must remember that whatever our prisons might be, and however impenetrable they might appear, our jailbreak is just a prayer away. What if the empty tomb was simply God saying that the miracle that happened there is the forecast of the miracle that can happen within us? And if that is the case, if that's the case, then all that stuff is just a bunch of state 
stuff waiting its turn to stand up and breathe again. Lori, if you'll come. I've always thought of resurrection as hope and new beginnings. When prompted to write the story of one's own resurrection, it hit me. Maybe I'm living my own resurrection now. There have certainly been a lot of new beginnings the past few years for me. Retirement, cross-country move, new church, new friends, being single again. It seems like I have the freedom to pursue what brings me joy even though I'm still unsure and insecure about my future, my new beginning. Do I pursue my resurrection, or is it something I lean into as I continue to examine the grave claws that bind me? You see, new beginnings sometimes come with painful endings. Trauma, death of a spouse, feeling unneeded. These grave claws aren't easily unwound but thank God for God love in a faith community. So as I think and pray about it, it's both opening myself up to God's love so I can seep into my woundedness and being vulnerable around God's beloved, all of you guys, that's resurrection. My star word this year is overflow. I've meditated on that word and have had several thoughts. One thought prompts me to consider, consider what is blocking me to full love and action. What causes fear and self-doubt to overflow my soul? I've not totally found all the answers to that question, and so I continue to do the work unwinding the grave cloths around me. But the other exciting thought about overflowing focuses on abundance, hope, joy, and gratitude. Opening myself up to community allows me to opportunities to share gifts, to love the earth, to learn how to fight for justice. Opening myself up to God's love both heals me and strengthens me. Pursue or lean into resurrection, both of these things I think, and thank God for that gift. Lori, we're glad we get to watch you lean into resurrection because you touch us when you do. At the pinnacle of her despair, Mary heard a voice. Heard someone call her name, felt something rush in her heart. Mary, Mary, it is Sunday morning. Turn around, Mary. I'm still here. It is the dawn of a new day. That's good stuff. Perhaps my own resurrection has been learning to lean into the love of God that I always knew existed, even in the midst of fear factor traumatizing church teachings. Perhaps it is the love of the cosmic Christ that grabbed hold of me and said as I stood there at the tomb of doubt, Pam, lean into me. I am here. It is Easter Sunday. Don't you give up on this story. And even on days when I doubt what is real and what's not, 
and even when I doubt whether resurrection happens. I know deep in my bones the teachings we have heard about Jesus are worth learning. Breaking down boundaries like Jesus and creating sanctuary and creating inclusion is worth doing. Loving people the way I love myself and love neighbor is worth trying. And in the end, believing and living and loving like Christ is something I am worth being wrong about, said Rachel Held Evans. Friends, Easter is here, right here, right in this room, because love revives right here, right here. Don't you feel it when you walk in? Grace is taught here. Mercy is granted here. And no matter where we've been or what we've done or what we believe on any given day, Sunday has come here. And the cosmic Christ is all over this place. Don't you feel it? When any of us go through a hard time and we find someone who will allow us to freak out a bit or talk about it or cry about it, and then they hug us saying, I don't know how to make this better, but my God love is a whole new up today. Whoever is standing with that person is standing because Easter Sunday morning has come. Here when we're sick and one of those BUCC folks comes and leaves a pot of soup on the front porch or a loaf of bread or a box of chocolates at the front door, the risen Christ has just dropped off a package at the door, and it's full of love. Because Sunday came. When you're scared and feel alone, and you can find someone with real skin and real arms who will stand in the presence of the cosmic Christ and tell you, you are not alone, we are with you, and you are loved. Because Sunday has come. Tiff, when you were at death's door, and something pulled you. That right there was the risen Christ. And it was another Easter Sunday morning, thanks be to God. The risen Christ is revealed over and over and over in this place every single Sunday morning that comes. And resurrection, even in the year 2023, happens over and over and over again, for that is the fullest part of our faith story. The cosmos Christ spoke Mary's name, Mary. And he is saying each one of our names as well. Tiff, it is Sunday morning. Lori, it's Sunday morning. Daniel, it's Sunday morning. Kenny, it's Sunday morning. Easter is here. And resurrection just keeps on happening. BUCC, that is the good news of our gospel. It is this. Love wins. He is risen. So let's let the spirit Easter us up. Daniel, what day is it? Sunday. What day is it, church? Sunday. What day is it, church? Sunday. Thanks be that Sunday comes. For the tomb is empty and love has risen and it rains down on us. And for you and me, Easter Sunday love is enough for every last one of us. Amen.
Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.